Some may tell you that it's time to relax. I'm going to tell you that you should celebrate because some of your favorite players made it back to the New Orleans Saints roster, or at least the practice squad. We got all that and a little bit of land yap coming up for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, as well as take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, inside information, early access, and much more, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints to join a community that I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints, every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. In LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. So visit LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free today. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode of Locked On Saints, we got a good injury report and update from head coach Dennis Allen about Marshawn Lattimore. I'll tell you why that is imperative to the New Orleans Saints success. We're going to take a look at what some of the other shakeups could be over for the New Orleans Saints on their roster. But first, I've got to commend you. I've got to commend you 100% so many times over the course of this last couple of days. You have been so adamant, so vocal, so representative of the players you wanted to see back in New Orleans, whether it be on the practice squad or on the active roster, and you got them. You got almost 100%. And some people might see that and say, all right, now everybody can calm down and all that. No, turn up, be excited, be happy. You got the team that you want to have. If there's nothing else that you should take away from this point in the season, going into the year, it's that you need a roster that you as a fan can be excited about and that the team and organization feel that they can win with. A lot of times there is some overlap to that. You're not blind. You're not somebody that can't see talent on a football field. A lot of the players that you think are good are good. And the New Orleans Saints showed you that you were absolutely right on all of it. And look, it's not 100% right. Some guys are not back. Nick Anderson, not back yet. Guys like uh, Lewis Kidd, not back yet. All that I understand. Not everybody's favorites are back, but there's still time. And this is one of the reasons why we always talk about when it comes to the initial 53-man roster and this big cut down that takes place all across the NFL, it's something that takes a few days, weeks really, right? Dennis Allen even said it yesterday when we spoke to him uh, over at the New Orleans Saints facility post-practice when he mentioned that sometimes 
there's a lot of moves that are made throughout the first month of a season. This is exactly what we're talking about. So when you look at players like Shaq Davis, the wide receiver out of South Carolina State University, Jalen Smith, the linebacker that the Saints signed later on in training camp, but that made an immediate impression and helped the team big time. Running back Ellis Merriweather, a guy that you saw not only run the ball well, but catch the ball well all throughout training camp. John Trey Kirkland, who led the team in receiving yards amongst all wide receivers, right? Not tight ends. Lucas Kroll was at the top of that list, but amongst all wide receivers and also had the most kick return yards for the New Orleans Saints with 119, averaging 23.3 yards per return. Yeah, we're paying attention to special teams in the preseason. You ain't getting that anywhere else. So when you look at all of that, all of you who took the time to say those guys deserve to be back here in New Orleans and on the roster, the New Orleans Saints showed you today that they agree with you because each and every one of those players are back on the New Orleans Saints 53-man, not to, sorry, I'm so sorry, not the New Orleans Saints 53-man roster, but on the New Orleans Saints practice squad. And what we have to remember is that there's impact to the players that are on the, uh, on the practice squad. Remember that the New Orleans Saints and any NFL team can elevate players as standard game day elevations, only a couple per game, but they can elevate players three times before they have to make the decision to either add them to the active roster or waive them, cut them, whatever is most appropriate for however long they've been in the NFL. So the way that you look at it is a guy like Jalen Smith, even if he actually starts the season on the practice well, which I'm going to give you two ways that Jalen Smith makes the active roster. One happens quickly. The other one takes a little bit of time. But the Saints have some freedom there in terms of how they want to go about it. But they could elevate him three times and then make the decision to put him on the practice squad. Let's say that the New Orleans Saints feel that they're going up against, how do I say this kindly? A small secondary, a diminutive secondary. I like how I said I was going to say it kindly, and then I said diminutive. You get what I'm saying, right? Kind of like a smaller, lighter secondary or a smaller, lighter defense. And the Saints might say, you know what? We really like that matchup. We want to get the big bodies out there. Michael Thomas, you want to have Keith Kirkwood out there making the plays. Chris Olave's bulked up, ready to fight for the football. Let's elevate and bring in Shaq Davis to this offense because these little safeties, these little corners over in this defense, they can't hold these big guys. They can't match up with these big guys in the red zone. That's where we're going to win this week. Boom. And then they can do exactly that. So these guys that ended up being the uh, looking at the, I am reading comments, Ken, I'm just not responding right now. Chill out. Uh, but, uh, you know, these guys that end up being, um, you know, these players that are on the practice squad, they still have an impact and they are still players that can end up being brought up and having and making plays over the course of the 2023 season. So I, I just want to say, oh, and I forgot about Nico Lalos. Thank you, everybody. I forgot about Nico Lalos. Nico Lalos also added the practice card. I forgot, of course, he was one of those big fan favorites as well. Three sacks in the fourth quarter of Los Angeles Chargers game, got in on another pair of sacks later on in the, uh, in the Houston Texans game as well. So you just love to see all of this, right? Like there's a lot of reason to be, <laughs> there's a lot of reason to be excited about what the New Orleans Saints are doing with this roster. And whether you're looking at the 53-man roster or maybe whether you're looking at the, the practice squad and all that other stuff, like there's a lot of reason to be happy about what the Saints have done here so far. And when it comes to some of these you know, guys that you were rooting for, here they are. Here they are. And they can have an impact in 2023, even if they're not on the active roster. Even a guy like John Trey Kirkland, right, on the practice squad to have like a fantastic return man and another one of those guys to, to, back, to back up. Um, you know, Rashid Shahid, 
Look at how much Rashid Shahid ended up having an impact starting on the practice squad last year because of Deontay Hardy's injury. What if Rashid Shahid is in a situation where the Saints say, you know what? We really want Rashid Shahid to focus on being the third wide receiver. Need another return man. Boom. You've got a guy like John Trey Kirkland that you can go to. So there's, there's a lot of great things that the New Orleans Saints have done in terms of constructing their roster. And they're not done. So let's take a look at what's next. How does a guy like Jalen Smith potentially get to the active roster? What about guys like Shaq Davis, John Trey Kirkland, Nico Lalos, Ellis Merriweather, and others? We're going to take a look at all the possibilities, or as many of the possibilities as we can uh, for all of these as we end it up, or as we continue on, rather, throughout today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, family, let me tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn, because today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I know you've used LinkedIn Jobs before to find jobs, but now you might have found your job through LinkedIn, and now you're looking to hire more employees because you done moved up in the world. Look at you. Look at you. And now you can go right back to LinkedIn Jobs to get that done, because LinkedIn Jobs is the space where a bunch of small businesses have all voted number one when it comes to turning around and providing and delivering those quality hires versus leading competitors. So you can add your job and then put up your purple hashtag hiring frame for your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word. You can use simple tools like screening questions that allow you to be able to focus in more on the candidates that you want to hire and interview. You can find all of that over at LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. You got a little double, little double dip of all right today. Appreciate you as always. All your everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Yeah, Ken, this eagle eye got you. Let me say this real quick, just for everybody that's listening, everybody that's watching. I'm paying attention to the chat. And and what I'm doing is I'm folding in answers to the questions and stuff like that that come up as we're going through. But I'm trying to keep the content seamless. So I'm trying to respect our audio listeners and the people that listen and watch the show afterwards as well. So, So that's a little bit of the strategy here. So I apologize if that ever makes you feel like I'm not paying attention. I am. I'm just doing it in a specific way. Okay, so let me talk to you a little bit about what's next for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to their, um, when it comes to like what what's the next move for some of these other other guys. There are a couple of players that ended up not making it back to New Orleans. Calvin Throckmorton was selected and pulled up off of the um, pulled up off of the uh, waivers by Carolina. He was the only player that the New Orleans Saints sent to waivers that actually got claimed by another team. Uh, and then we also saw Lucas Kroll head over to Denver because Sean Payton just just can't quit his old New Orleans Saints, Kenny. He just can't do it. And so there's another one headed over there uh, in Lucas Kroll, which actually I kind of think is cool. I kind of think it's cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's neat, right? You go back to, you, know, you you keep being able to go back to players that you know, players that you like and stuff like that. And what a cool vote of confidence for Lucas Kroll, right? To, to have that opportunity, to have like your old coach that brought you in and everything say, hey, come on over here. But anyway, we ain't talking about no Broncos. This is a Saints show. So outside of the ones that the Saints did, I'll put air quotes around missed, up, missed out on and stuff like that. What this is really about now is what do you look for next when it comes to the Saints practice squad and 53-man roster. So one of the things that we talked about in yesterday's episode, Saints West, one of the things that we talked about yesterday in yesterday's episode uh, is that 
after that 4 p.m. Eastern time sort of, I don't want to call it a deadline, but let's call it threshold, then the Saints could start to move players over to injured reserve. Well, Dennis Allen gave us a little bit of an update on that today, and it does follow in concert with what he also said on Tuesday. Uh, He said on Wednesday, today, as I'm recording this, uh, that they're not planning on sending anybody to injured reserve yet. That is in lockstep with what he said on Tuesday, which is that they might look at some injured reserve stuff next week, which makes sense. There's no real need to hurry here, right? Players don't just get like, we use the wrong word for it. We talk about players getting picked off of practice squads or stolen off of practice squads and stuff like that. A a player that gets picked up off of a practice squad is agreeing to a deal with another team. It's not just I guess we'll just use the Denver Broncos as an example, right? It's not the Denver Broncos going over and seeing somebody over on the New Orleans Saints practice squad and saying, you're a Bronco now. Like that player has to agree to become a Bronco. So there is enough for you to be able to see here for these players that are on the practice squad to say, okay, I can wait a week and see what's going to happen here. There's no rush in terms of what's happening. And if you're picking somebody up off of the practice squad, by the way, picking up somebody off of another practice squad, you have to be signing them off of that team's practice squad and onto your um, onto your active roster. And so they would also have to wait until a spot is made on that roster to be plucked to that roster, if that makes sense, right? So it's the same thing. You're waiting one way or another. So for a guy like Jalen Smith, who was released by the New Orleans Saints, who had loved his time here over the offseason, go and watch any of the... In fact, what I'll do is later on this week, I'll just play you a couple of moments from some of the pressers that, that he had. And you can see the smile on his face and how much he loved being here in New Orleans. So when he was released, he was the guy that we all kind of pointed to and said, mm, that's probably a handshake situation. He's probably going to hang around. He'll be back either on the active roster or one of the other possibilities that I should have acknowledged is that he could come back to the practice squad. Then the Saints can figure out just how long term a Traquan Smith injury is going to be, uh, a Landon Young injury is going to be, a JT Gray injury is going to be, depending upon what that is. And then based on that, send a player to injured reserve at a later time and then elevate him up. So that looks like the route that the Saints have gone here. They could either, and so there's two ways that they could do this, right? In, in regards to Jalen Smith, they could send a player to injured reserve, open up that active 53-man roster spot, and then move Jalen Smith into that spot, right? It doesn't have to be a one-for-one thing. You can send a wide receiver to injured reserve and then add a linebacker. The position doesn't matter. You just need the numbers to make sense, right? You got to go from 53 down to 52 to go back up to 53, basically. So the Saints could go that route, or they could really take their time with this, and they could go into a situation to where you go, okay, you got three free elevations of Jalen Smith. If you want to, you could go into week one with him still on your practice squad, elevate him, go into week two, elevate him, go into week three, elevate him. The issue there that you do run into with that is that after that third elevation, you have to make the choice. Is he going to be in your active roster or is, or are you going to let him go? So they would have to pull a trigger, whichever trigger at that point, no matter what. The other issue is that you're letting him put more tape out on the, uh, out on the, the uh, out, right? You're letting him put more tape out. And so you think about Latavius Murray last year, that's what happened with Latavius Murray. The Saints elevated him. He played a great game for them. And then before they could get him back to the practice squad or put a protection on him or anything like that, he was signed away to anybody, anybody, the Denver Broncos. And so, and that was before Sean was even there. Um, And so 
you know, you look at the possibilities there and there's a lot of opportunities for another Latavius Murray situation to happen, a Trill Williams type situation to happen, right? Like those things where all of a sudden a player does get stolen off of your team or doesn't make it through waivers, whatever it might be. Those are the things that you risk if you go about it that way. So the more immediate situation would be to just move a player to injured reserve if there's a player that needs to go to injured reserve. Because remember, if you move somebody injured reserve, it's a required four weeks that they have to be out, that they have to miss. And so you could do that and then immediately get Latavius Murray, get Jalen Smith up to your active roster. Some of these other guys, you can be a little bit more, I don't want to say loose, but the urgency doesn't have to be as urgent, right? You could be a little bit less urgent with it. You could say, okay, with the, <laughs> with, you know, Shaq Davis, you could elevate him by matchup. You can carry him on the practice squad as long as you want, as long as he doesn't agree to terms with another team, which can happen, but that would require a roster spot to open up somewhere else. Like there's a lot of safeguarding there and you can protect players. You can keep players from being poached and everything, all that, like all those things can happen. But what you could do is that you could say, um, you could say, okay, Shaq Davis is going to be somebody that we're going to keep on the practice squad. Then we're going to elevate on a matchup basis. Uh, John Trey Kirkland, same thing. Elevate on a matchup basis. Nico Lalo, same thing. We want to really want to lean in on NASCAR packages in week five against the Houston Texans or whatever, because the offensive line is banged up or something. And then you want to be able to do that. So you want an extra edge rusher to be able to keep shuffling in and all that. So there's a lot of opportunity for them to be able to do those things. So it's going to take some time, right? There's a month or so of some big time shakeups that are going to happen. The initial 53 is almost never the 53 that you go into in week one. And the 53 you go into in week one is almost never the 52, the 53 that you go into in week three. So there's a lot of different ways for the Saints to kind of go about how they want to, how they want to do this. But those are probably the next steps that you are looking at. You're looking at A, is Sean Payton going to poach any more of your players? You're looking at B, no, I'm just kidding. You're looking at A, Jalen Smith, will he be on the active roster or will they carry him on the practice squad for a little bit? You're looking at Shaq Davis, John Jay Kirkland, and these other guys, will they get the opportunities throughout the regular season to be elevated and have an impact? And could that lead to them earning a 53-man roster spot at a later time? So really, really good opportunities for these players. Even though they're on the practice squad, they're still going to see that game time in the right situations and should the right matchups present themselves. That's going to be the biggest piece of it. Is the right matchup there for some of these younger guys to be elevated on game day? All right, coming up next, let's dive into something not practice squad related, but very, very important to the New Orleans Saints, the health of Marshawn Lattimore. We got a positive update today with expectations that he'll be ready for week one. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints with some good news. And look, we kind of knew that it was trending this way, but still good news nonetheless to hear that Marshawn Lattimore is indeed expected to be ready for the week one matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Appreciate all you everydayers out there as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. We were told from the very beginning that everything that was going on around Marshall and Lattimore was precautionary. And most of the time when we see or have been told that, it's been the truth, right? Um, Chris Olave, precautionary. Rashid Shaheed, precautionary. He'll be ready for week one. Uh, Kendra Mil Kendra Miller, um, precautionary. He's 
Would, would he be ready? He was ready the next week. You know what I mean? And so there's a good track record here in terms of what we've been told versus what's actually played out. I think the only exception was Andrew Dowell, right? The expectation around Andrew Dowell's injury is that it wasn't going to be severe and then it ended up being an ACL tear. But look, we watched him walk off the practice field. We watched him high step, do high knees going out the practice. Like there was, everyone was certain like, oh, he's fine. He'll be okay. And then freak thing, you find out, oh, nope, 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 nope. We're all wrong. Everybody's wrong. And that's okay. That happens sometimes. But for the vast majority of the time, with the exception of that one instance, this has been the way that it has gone for the New Orleans Saints. They have taken every minor injury and treated it like a major injury, kept players off, kept them out of practice, didn't play them in games, didn't overwork them, didn't rush them back out on the field because they knew what was most important was week one, not week minus three, right? Three weeks before the NFL season. So now we get the update from Dennis Allen that Marshawn Lattimore is expected to be ready week one. And that's huge, right? You've got DeAndre Hopkins, you've got Traylon Burks. I know that there's a lot of the, the big focus when it comes to facing the Tennessee Titans is the run game. Derrick Henry, now you add Tajay Spears, who has been electric uh, most of the time throughout this year's preseason. All of those things all kind of compound to complement one another, right? You get a really good run game going, then the wide receivers become a threat. The wide receivers become a threat. You start lightening the box because you need to have extra coverage guys out there, that opens up a light box for you to run right up the middle with one of the NFL's best runners in history in uh, Derrick Henry and future Hall of Famer Tajay Spears. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know that. But you know what I mean? Like they, they complement one another, as you would expect. But the one thing that Tennessee struggles with is their offensive line. So if you want to let your defensive line take advantage of an offensive line that will struggle week one, you got to be able to cover on the back end. And that's where Marshawn Lattimore changes everything. Everything. When the New Orleans Saints moved on from Bradley Roby, which was, which was a surprise, right? The Saints don't have proven depth at slot, uh, in the slot. They're going to find it because Alante Taylor is going to get thrown into the fire and he's going to have to swim. He's not going to be able to sink. He's got to swim. And look, supremely confident, incredibly talented, super smart, is super excited to get not only his first career interception, but also his first career sack, because you know they're going to send him off the edge in the slot. He's got the tenacity. He's got the attitude. He's got all the things. He just doesn't have the experience. And he's going to get it. (laughs) He's going to get it real, real quick. And so when you look at the difference between having Alante Taylor in the slot, Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinadibo on the outside, and not having that, when you've got DeAndre Hopkins and Paul, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks coming to town, that makes a big difference. You need to be able to cover on the back end because when you have a secondary as strong as what New Orleans has the potential to repeat, number two passing defense in the NFL from last year, and I mean number two in the good way, they ended up they end up then opening up opportunities for your defensive line to fight and fight and fight and fight and get after that quarterback, get that second push, create that counter move diversify the, 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 the play style set, the, 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 the pass rush set, the move set, all those things. Because Ryan Tannehill, whoever is going to be the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, they're going to snap the ball and then they've got to hold on to it. He's got to hold on to it. That offensive line's got to hold on the blocks because these guys are not going to win off the line of scrimmage immediately snap after snap after snap after snap. It's going to happen a couple of times, right? Every defensive back loses, every wide receiver wins. But which one does more is going to end up determining that game. 
And then you've got to protect against the run game. Now, here's another place where Marshawn Lattimore matters so much to your defense. You got a strong run game coming. Not only does that mean your defensive line and your linebackers, your front seven has to play well, but your perimeter has to be secure as well. The guys on the outside. What do Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, and Alante Taylor all have in common in addition to Marcus May and Tyron Matthew? Solid tackling. They're very, very good tackling defensive backs. And so when you have these, these running backs, like a Tajay Spears, like a Derrick Henry, who not only can run up the middle, but they can get around the edge as well, you need to be able to tackle around the edge. You need to trust those guys. Now, Marshawn Lattimore one-on-one against Derrick Henry, you're in for a bad time, okay? You're in for a bad time. So it's going to need multiple hats coming to the ball. Don't get me wrong here. But you'd rather have, nobody in Colorado tell Dion I said this, but you'd rather have Marshawn Lattimore on the outside than Deion Sanders style on the outside, right? Deion wasn't no tackler. And look, nobody paid Deion to tackle in that day and age's game of football, right? He was never paid to tackle, so he didn't need to know how to tackle. I get that. But all that I'm saying is that you need those guys in today's NFL when the run game's not just going between the tackles or just outside the tackles. The run game's trying to catch the edge. The run game's trying to get the hashes. The run game's trying to get to the numbers. They're trying to get to the sidelines. And so when you have that type of run game coming to your house, you need to be able to defend that. And the way that you do that is with players like Marshawn Lattimore, as well as, of course, Paul Sinadibo and Alante Taylor, all of which very strong tacklers. So that's the other reason why getting Marshawn Lattimore back for game one is so important, not just because he's going to be charged with covering DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks and these wide receivers, but also because he's going to have to help out in the run game. And he's more than happy to help out in the run game. And that's such a huge boost for who the New Orleans Saints want to be in 2023 and who they need to be in 2023. Remember, the New Orleans Saints were 24th ranked last year against the run. They can't repeat that. And the perimeter tackling helps. But man, is it going to come down to that front seven? But you know what? We're going to turn the page to week one fully at the beginning of next week. Uh, for right now, the yeah, and Racy McMath, thank you. Very, very, very fast, athletic wide receiver that you really, really like. Uh, so, you know, look, um, we're going to turn the page to the Tennessee Titans starting next week. We're in no real hurry to do that. We're going to keep looking at the 53-man roster moving forward. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to take a look at the biggest remaining questions on the roster, as well as more of those practice squad players, not just the fan favorites, but who are some of the other practice squad players that can see some playing time in 2023. So we'll have a morning episode for you ready to go, but then we're also going to have another live show tomorrow evening to kind of get you caught up on practice as well. So lots of great stuff continuing to come from you here at Locked on Saints. Uh, And I appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day, and sometimes twice a day. And if I could, three times a day. We'll see. Uh, and, and I've got some short form content, things like that, that are starting to come your way. Don't forget about subtext. If you want early information, one-on-one conversations, Q and A's, all that other stuff, but I have some other short form content that I'm going to explain to you uh, in the coming episodes as well, that I'm very, very excited about uh, here on Locked on Saints. I appreciate y'all so much for making me and this show a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, Say hi, and if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.